What is up, gentlemen? I'm here with my main man, Keith Yaki, Married Game Podcast. We're going to jump right into this, man, because I'm so excited. Number one, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate you being here. Um, you know, we uh, we have a really uh, a great person in common, and that's Garrett J. White, Keith's best buddy. Garrett was one of the most powerful mentors in my life. I was the coach at Warrior for a while, and, and I'll be forever thankful of that. So, dude, just take thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. You know, we got a lot of young dudes wait, that need to hear what you have to say. So, Keith, if you could give these guys just a, a brief breakdown of like what you do, why you got into coaching guys on how to have more sex, <laughs> married guys having more sex and better connections. So just yeah, give these guys a rundown quick. Yeah, you bet. So, <clears throat> so six years ago, my wife left me and basically said my life would be better without you in it. And her and my two-year-old daughter, we helped them pack up the U-Haul and they drove off. And that was the moment that I really broke. Uh, before Jesse, I didn't plan on having another wife. I had been divorced earlier in my life. And then I went on this rampant spree of having sex with hundreds of the most beautiful women on planet earth. Cause I wanted to fill my little insecure heart and make sure I felt like I was validated <laughs> and, uh, banging hot women apparently was my choice of thinking that's what, what would do that. But then I met one that I'm like, shit, dude, I really like this lady only to find out five and a half years into this beautiful union that we thought would last forever. She's like, dude, my life would be better without you in it. You run your business, you come home and talk about your business, you fall asleep on the couch. And it was the first time that I really had to look in the mirror and go, I fucked this up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it, I didn't cheat on her. I didn't beat on her. I didn't do any of those things. But what I did was I took my foot off the gas the attractive, in shape, badass motherfucker that she met and fell in love with was now 50 pounds overweight, not motivated to really work because my business was kind of on autopilot. I was a shit dad. And so it's such a shitty dad. She's like, basically, I don't even want to have a second kid with you because you're so horrible with the first one. She felt so alone. And it was in that moment after she left that I realized, fuck, I'm the problem. Mm. And almost simultaneously made me realize I'm also the solution. And the big punchline out of all of it was simply this. I need to become the most attractive version of me for me, regardless if I get her back, regardless. It did, she is no longer a part of the equation. This was all about for me. So whether we're talking to young guys who aren't married yet and are wanting to date hot women or married guys whose bedroom have become like an ice cold freezer where they ain't getting laid for shit. Hmm. The answer is still the same. And that is you've got to be, you have to raise the level of who you actually are. You have to get in shape. You have to be a good dude. You've got to uh, have a standard that what you live by and not accept anything less. And that's how I got into it, why I got into it and why uh, we have such great success with the guys that come into our program. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it almost seems like I, uh, some people don't know this, but I, I, when I finished football back in the day, so I played up until college, I was a lineman, right? So I was almost 300 pounds, right? And so it sounds very similar to like, I, I say this all the time, is we almost wait to change. And usually it's like a, a wake up call like that, or you get sick of your own shit. And it sounds like a very similar story, even though it's not a relationship. Our relationship with ourselves is probably the most important piece of this, right? And so you know, you got guys listening to this that are probably in that phase where they're, you know, chasing pussy and and that's their focus. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that unless they're being dishonest with themselves or other people. But Keith, talk to me through like 
man, you went from, from, from her leaving huge wake up call. You know, if somebody's in that situation, you know, what would you tell them? Like the, the, the crucial steps of pulling themselves out of that shit pit to get to the point where they can even really see a, a, a better version of themselves. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, a lot of guys, and, and I felt this too, because I was like, shit, this is my second divorce. This is the second long-term lady that I have now let down. And I felt a lot of guilt and shame around it. And I'm like, dude, I've already ruined my first three kids' life through a divorce. And now I'm about ready to fuck up the fourth one. And I would say that that those aren't those aren't meant to make you feel down. Those are just meant to be alarms on the dashboard to say, hey, you need to change something. Like we never yell at the gas tank gauge when it when it lights up and it says you have low gas. Like fucking gas tank gauge. We're like, no good thing that's there because you might get stranded on the side of the road, motherfucker, if you don't actually put gas in your tank. And so a lot of times just reframing the situation is like, okay, I was the dum-dum that didn't see the gas gauge going off, but now I do see it. And so I didn't, I, the first step was I didn't dwell that much on you fucked up. I, I realized, damn, this was my fault, which means regardless if I could get her back or not. And I hired three coaches right away to help me see things I couldn't see. Mm. I had learned enough in my life that if you wanted to get ripped and rich, you had to go hire somebody to teach you how to do it. Cause I didn't know how to get ripped or rich on my own, but I did get ripped and rich once I hired somebody to actually give me real honest feedback. Mm. But the radically in love part, I was really fucking failing on. And that was where I realized, okay, I need to find a coach on how to get her back. That was goal number one was how to get her back. But after I hired three different coaches, they had great psychology, even though I didn't necessarily believe that any of them actually went th through what I went through. Mm. It was that event that turned on the light switch that made me realize all the shit I was complaining about in this dark room. It's all my shit. And that I would never, and this is the hardest pill to swallow. And it's still the hardest pill to swallow for you and me to this day. Like, we look at our business numbers and we go, shit, I wish they were better. And we all know that pill we have to swallow is, well, you need to get better. And it's like, fuck, but that means I'm going to have to do this and this. Oh, yeah. You mean the shit you've been avoiding? That's exactly right, big boy. Welcome to the fucking uh, I'm not a dum-dum club anymore. So, so for me, I just had to get honest and go, well, if that was the best woman I've ever met, radically attractive to the eyes, a total fucking sexual tiger in the sack, the best mom ever, loved and doted on me like crazy. If I'm dumb enough to push that away, then I don't really, uh, then that I'm only going to repeat this pattern unless I actually fix me. So I didn't feel so much guilt and shame over how bad I showed up. I, I rather used it to go, okay, well, that shows you where that road ends. So now what do we got to do? And, and, and it came, it just became very, very clear, very, very fucking clear that if I'm the problem, I'm the solution. And the solution then meant, all right, well, then I need to look at every area of my life and find out what is it going to take for me to be the most attractive version of me in those areas. And then that's got to be the only fucking focus period and everything else has to be on the wayside. And, and this is where like, I had a really hard time because I used to love watching football mm. and it's where I said, okay, well then watching football and caring about that man's stats actually isn't helping my life. 
fuck. And I had to make that little micro decision. You know, the feeling you get in your gut when you're doing the right thing, but you want to be fucking off doing the wrong thing. <laughs> of course. I had to listen to that more. Mm. And I don't, I haven't heard a lot of people frame it that way, but as I've looked back in my life and I go, okay, well, how did you start making more money in your business? I was like, well, I also wanted to go fuck off on a Saturday and do nothing with the boys, but I had to use that as a reward if I got four hours of work in that were meaningful in the morning. So that way I wasn't neglecting the thing that was truly what I wanted. And so I just had to, I had to start to listen to that voice and dude, it felt like I bro, I'm feeling it right now in my stomach, literally just telling you, are you feeling this? <laughs> yeah, man. Because I'm that. thinking of shit that I know I got to go fucking do. And I'm like, ah, this, this never ends. So it's, I think I used to wonder like, why do I feel this? And it's like, well, th that, that's what a high performer feels. Hmm. High performer feels, no, 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 dude. The reason we're going to only eat this amount of calories is because if you do this, for the next 90 days, you show up really, really proud and you want to walk around naked everywhere. If you fucking fudge on that, then you don't. And then, especially for the young guys wanting to attract the hottest pussy on planet earth, which is what I got to spend my time playing around with, is because I was 185 pounds of tiger meat wrapped in barbed wire, confident <laughs> the day is long with a pocket full of dough. Mm. Well, that's a really attractive thing. And so you can only attract the level of you are. A woman's not going to date down. Just, you know, nobody wants a pity fuck. Mm. So I had to realize that. Well, if I really want to date the hottest woman on planet Earth and I want to experience that, then I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to become that. And I just realized that that road is actually a dark tunnel of discipline that few men want to go under. And I just had to quit saying there's no fucking shortcuts. All the other fucking hacks are bullshit. I just got to do it. So that was, I think, the first place that if you don't have that belief system, you're going to be finger fucking all through life and, and buying courses and 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 hanging on coaches, nutsacks and never getting what the fuck you really want. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. that for real. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's how we operate here. It, it sounds familiar. Like what, when I met my wife, Bree, um, you know, I was in the same place. I, I at that point, I, I almost felt like I didn't deserve a healthy relationship. So I kept pushing her away, pushing her away. Thank God that she hung in there. Right. And then I went through warrior and then two weeks later we were engaged. So I oh, think I was the fastest turnaround time of all time in, in wake and <laughs> wake up warrior history of, <laughs> of getting engaged. But it's, I just needed to, uh, to Garrett held the mirror up for me. Right. And so that's when you say the importance of going and hiring coaches, you know, I can't stress it enough. I'm not here to sell anybody anything. It's just, hey, man, the reason I'm where I'm at and just like you, the reason you're where you're at is because you gave yourself permission to invest in yourself and to hire people that you said it perfectly, man, like to see what you can't see. Yeah. It's so important. And I think that a lot of people view that investment as an expense, right? And it sounds like cliche and corny, but it's so true. Every high performer that I know has a coach. Garrett has a coach. You have a coach. I have a coach or coach is, coach right? is. Yeah. To, yeah. To fill in the, the gaps on where we know we need to work. And if there's one message that I want you guys to hear from what Keith is saying, it's that and taking ownership over where you're at. Right. And we all know this, right. Quote unquote, everybody knows so much Four most dangerous words in the English language is I already know that, right. Because it usually means that you're not doing shit. So yeah. man, so you went from this place of like wife's left, took your daughter. You're, now you got to a place where you focused on yourself. Man, how important in that process was just learning how to communicate better with yourself and, and your wife? 
Well, okay. So I want to say one thing and then I'll say a second thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when you talk about hiring a coach and how Garrett was a mirror to you, if there's, do, do you have any coaches that listen to this podcast? Oh, I'm sure. Plenty. Okay. I got to imagine. I got to imagine. All yeah. right. Here's why Garrett is one of the most effective coaches on planet earth. He has no chinks in his armor. Yeah, he's a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> we kind of, <laughs> as guys, we go, ooh, that's fuck, okay. But he's ripped, he's rich, he's radically in love, and he's fucking deeply connected to his his creator. So what what his him, his presence is the mirror of, well, fuck, I've been, I've been not apparently. Uh, there is somebody out there who hasn't bought into all the bullshit excuses I've bought it into. Mm-hmm. And so, and and that's why people flock and pay very big money to be around his energy and be around his presence. And I get to experience him at his be- as his best friend. You know, I didn't come through war. I didn't come through those things. I experienced him in a different way. But even him as his example is what set the example for me to say, there's a level of discipline you know not yet of, Keith. And you might you might do well to emulate this. And when I emulated it, next thing you know, my whole fucking life changes. And I go, oh, shit. So so I just think as any coach, you have to be literally the living, living breathing, undeniable example of it, it of what it is, who you are, or else your words aren't as, you know, the most, every drug dealer knows this, the more pure it is, the mo- more potent it is, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we see with good coaches is their, 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 their purity to who they are is what caused them to be so potent. So I just wanted to earmark that because you and I both have a high affinity and high love for Garrett. And it's because we're like, well, shit, dude, he, he's, he's everything he says he is and, and more for sure. So for the coaches on the call for the, you know, the, the guy that's trying to tell people how to be a man and yet he's fucking chubby. It's like, well, it doesn't fucking land my guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now communicating. Yeah. Um, let's, let's quote the fucking great Garrett J white again, who I didn't realize we'd be quoting so much, but he taught us the one thing and that's quit fucking lying. And I just realized that anything I didn't have in my life, I had bought a bag of bullshit that I sold myself. And I just developed a rule that everything that comes out of my mouth of why I don't have everything, I just immediately go, it's an excuse. I'm I'm right 95% sometimes. Yes, there's exceptions. The, the two to three to five percent, I'm wrong. But I'd rather be right 95% of the time and go, that's an excuse. That doesn't fucking work. I need to find a different way. And for some reason, that little formula has worked so well for me that I was like, shit. Jesse was right. I was a fucking shitty parent. Fuck. Jesse was right. I was a horrible partner. I didn't treat her like my best friend. Fuck, dude. I I was no longer a player within our marriage. I stopped going on dates with her. I stopped dancing with her. I stopped having fun with her. I stopped treating her like a priority. I wasn't standing in my power. I was looking for validation from her. So I realized all these things. I just started, I'm like, I had to be fucking honest and go, damn it, dude. I'm kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> mm. And then when I could really actually tell myself that and go, I don't have to be a piece of shit, but I am currently showing up as one. That's when I was able to communicate with her in such a way where, dude, this was, I think, the thing that actually 
got her back was the one symbol because I started working on myself immediately. I'm going to be in the gym. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to uh, FaceTime my daughter every day and actually be involved in her life. I'm going to do the things that I said I was going to do, all the shit that I said I wasn't, that I said I was going to do, but I didn't do. I'm going to actually do all that. And then here's what happened. I, I, I sent her a video and I said, first of all, I want you to, this is about maybe two or three weeks into me, like having this big aha. And dude, you're not going to believe this. I, I, I just came out of me. There was no game. I wasn't trying to spit game. I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just being really fucking honest because I was now honest with myself at this point. And I said, um, man, I respect the hell out of you for leaving because you had a standard and you weren't willing to dip below it, number one. And number two, it's kind of a shame that all the hard work you've put into helping me become this guy, some other woman's actually going to cash in on all your hard work. Mm. And I really believe that because I didn't think I was getting her back. I was just like, you know, she's moved on. She's she's got she's gonna go have her happy life. And and you know, once you've tried something for five fucking years and it doesn't work, you're just kind of like, eh. I, that was a good run, but it didn't work out. So there was no concept of her actually coming back. Mm. Concept was, well, some other lady is actually gonna cash in on all the shit that you did. So that kind of communication had built a foundation for us from here on out to always tell the truth, no matter what it sounds like to the other person's ears, although we want to try and make it as palatable as possible. And it's what's created this incredibly open and deep and loving relationship where we both respect the hell out of each other. And it was because everything now had to become based on the truth. And if I'm not living in the truth, she has the right to be like, bro, your standard's slipping. I'm like, oh, shit, you're not wrong. Yeah. I want to fight it, of course. I'm like, fuck you, bitch, your standard. And she's like, you can fight it, but you know what's, you know what's real, Keith. I'm like, mm. yeah. That's the basis of all good communication, don't you think? Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about the reason why my relationship is so good is because of these things, right? Telling the truth, staying connected. I think there's this weird story around marriage, right? That you get married and then the sex stops. And then that's why guys bury their head in NFL on Sundays and talking to their buddies about sports rather than trying to make things work. Right. So, man, I feel like you're more qualified to talk on this than most people because you're, you're thinking about it every day. You're talking about it every day. You're coaching guys every day. So, Man, why do you think this happens? Why is why is there this this weird story around marriage? Is it just because this is the way it's gone for so many years, or that's the status quo of relationships? Um, what are you seeing in in the guys that you're working with? Yeah, it's usually one very simple frame shift that our society is not talking about at all. And um, it's I'm going to say it in a clever way, but then let me unpack it in in a way that is maybe not as clever, but probably as 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 forward truth facing as possible. And most guys think that when they say I do that, it's done. Mm -hmm. They feel like they've ran through the finish line tape as opposed to reality. Now it's you're actually stepping into the, the, the starting blocks like it. The work just began. And here's why. Here's why. And, and this is from somebody who has extremely good game with very beautiful women. This isn't a guy that read a book on it, thought, oh, I know women. This is a guy that if I fucking if I've hit 250 homers, I've struck out 800 times. So <laughs> let, let's just remind ourselves that my batting average might be high, but it's still fucking very low compared to how these things really work. And it's this. When you're single. 
you have a lever that makes you highly attractive, which is that you have options. So women are vying for your attention and wanting to be the best possible. So of course, she's going to give you a blowjob in the back of the Escalade on a date. Of course, she's going to be the, the freaky one that only you get to tame. The best sides of all women come out when they're trying to grab and, and lock down a high value male. And guys, at once they say I do, and now they're committed one-on-one -on -one monogamous relationship go where's my fucking lever i got no lever dude and now they go oh shit whatever she says i have to obey or else she's going to get mad and not give me the thing that i want and what happens is the whole fucking role switches and you go you went from the interviewer to now the interviewee and there's a very simple fix to this the simplest fix is this you no longer have the lever of options but you do have the perception of options. The perception of options is become more and more attractive so that your wife knows if I fucking sleep on this guy and pull my foot off the gas, he's not going to fucking settle for that. He's not going to let me slip below my standard. Like, oh, that's okay. And just no, 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 no. Because there's a hundred motherfucking women out there. I see it every time we go to dinner. They, I fuck this guy everywhere we go. And so when you become in a, a monogamous relationship or a long-term relationship, marriage, or however you guys determine, however people determine it, you got to become more attractive because now it's the perception of options of, hey, shit. And this still happens. Women live in this perception of options. They stay fit. They get their, they have their babies. They get their tummy tucks, their boob jobs. They fucking walk around in yoga pants. And every guy's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so they still get attention. For sure. And guys are like, oh shit. But if, if you've never been a high value man, let me tell you, when you become a supremely valuable man, you get a ton of fucking attention and your wife knows it and goes, so it's this two people going, I want to be the best version of myself for myself. And also for this partner. And mm -hmm. most guys just totally fucking ruin that frame altogether. That is the one frame that ruins everything. Dude, agree 1,000%. 1,000%. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys, like what I've noticed is guys will get married and kind of let themselves go, right? These guys, some of these guys would have been like the studs in high school, right? The high school athletes, all-stars. They get a little older. And it's we like Al Bundy syndrome, right? It's like they're sitting on the couch with their hand down their pants with their belly hanging out and not giving a shit, not showing attention, affection or appreciation, and then expecting their woman to be walking around in lingerie, right? It just doesn't work that way. So yeah. it's yeah. It, it's a great insight, man. And that's why I wanted everybody to hear it from you, because like I said, man, you have more reps. And, and now the thing is, yes, I'm married, but we don't have kids. So there is a very different experience for guys that are married without kids to guys that are married with kids, in my yeah. opinion. Of right. Course. So, yeah. so most, you know, let's be real. Most guys that are married, usually they, they usually go and have family. So what would you say for a guy that, uh, let's just play devil's advocate here and go like, there's a guy, married guy has kids, wife kind of shut down the sugar shack, right? Like they're having a, it's basically a sexless marriage here. You know, I know you kind of gave some insight already, but we're they're together, right? So where where do you start? How do you point that guy in the right direction besides working out and doing the things that we know will make him feel better? You know, what does he have to do to show up to get her back on board? 
Okay. So th this is exactly what I deal with every single day, right? Like this is, this is the fucking. So <clears throat> most let's talk about the three things most guys try to do. Cause they go on YouTube and they see these people say this and it's, it's, it's total bullshit. Um, and, and, and I, we jokingly at Mary game call kids cock blocks and they are. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't work around them and you can't get around them. And they can also, they can also be a, a major benefit too. Cause when you're a really good dad, like I'm going to give a quick example. Uh, I brought my daughter over to the man cave last night and we made s'mores out back. And this isn't attached to my house. It's, it's a little, little ways away. And it was just her and I just vibing and chilling. And my wife saw the pictures and she goes, you guys make me so happy. You guys are so cute. So it, it's rather endearing for my wife to see me. And, and, and it'll always be that way. Women, a lot of guys are like, dude, the wife needs to love the husband first and the kids second. I said, that might sound cute on a fucking Hallmark card. But here's why I know that will never happen. And it's not true. Simple. Moms don't divorce kids. They divorce dads. A hundred percent of the fucking time. So you can complain <laughs> about it. It's just how it is. So now you can harness it and use it and go, they're going to love these kids more than anything. So I should, and the kids are an extension of who she is. And when you don't love them, she takes it as you don't love her. So who wants to fucking give you a blowjob if they know you don't love them? Like, so I know I'm, it sounds so simple, but a lot of guys really fuck this up. And then they go to YouTube when the wife starts having, stops having sex with them. And they get these guys in their pleated pants and their polo shirts and their leather tasseled shoes, fresh out of fucking, you know, uh, magna cum laude, wherever. And, and they're like, well, you need to do more around the house. You need to show her more appreciation. You need to buy her gifts. You need to spend more time with her. You need to uh, uh, say yes more. And there's all these things. And that those actions aren't wrong. But the attitude most guys show up with is they're doing it to get something. They're like, okay, well, I, okay, I got to get sex. So if I do this, 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 then maybe that will work. And then they'll go do it with this attitude, hoping that will get them the sex. And it almost never does. In fact, it not almost never does. It never does. And here's why. Nobody likes being taken advantage of. For sure. We hate that shit, dude. Mm. So you don't think a woman whose intuition was built into her for a reason. You don't think she can smell all that. We call it taker energy. Mm. You don't think she can smell that taker. Of course she can smell that taker. She goes, oh, so you're doing this just to get laid. Well, go fuck yourself, man. It'd be mm -hmm. like if, 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 if your wife walked up to you all the time and was like, hey, can I have a hundred bucks? You're like, yeah, no problem. How's your day? She goes, oh, you know, I'm really busy. Can't really talk about it. And she comes the next day. Hey, can I have a hundred bucks? You're like, yeah, but tell me about your day. Oh, I'm just really busy, you know, stuff at the office. You'd feel like a walking ATM. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women just feel like a walking vagina, right? So yeah. it's, it's what I like to do is try and flip and the, the roles and go, well, if it happened to you, how would you respond? So let's, I just wanted to get the, the, the common myths out of the way because so many guys fall into it and dude, nobody's teaching this shit. Like, yeah. no. You go to your pastor and he's fucking jerking off to porn and hoping lusting after the secretary in the second row. He don't know shit about nothing. He never done nothing. He don't understand that Jesus flipped over tables and said, fuck this place. And he's trying to give you all the cute little answers about, you know, loving her like Christ loved the church and all that's great and dandy. But most guys use anything as a way to manipulate their wife to give them what they want. Mm. And it never fucking works. So 
Now let's get to how does it fucking work unless you wanted to insert anything. No, man, go. You're on a roll here. Let's hear it. Okay. So they're doing all this shit for taker energy Hmm. rather than doing it because that's their standard. Dude, I'll wash a dish every once in a while. I'll pick up my dog's shit from the backyard. I'll take out the trash. I don't do it so Jesse fucks me. I do it because that's my standard. I don't like shit in my backyard, so my buddies step on it when we you know, do our cold plunges. I don't like trash overflowing, so I take the shit out. And I don't like dishes in the sink if I see them, even though I don't really ever do them because my wife's really on top of it. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't, people call me a great dad. They're like, oh, he's such a good dad. And I go, because I like hanging out with my daughter, like, if that's the fucking bar nowadays, then do we are all fucking, we all should be crushing this shit. Mm-hmm. I have my daughter because I fucking like it. It's my standard. So I have a standard that says I'm going to be a good parent. That's one of our dials. And this is why I came up with the five dial system, just so you can check yourself and go, hey, how, how stupid am I being right now? <laughs> Here's my partner dial. As the second one is the partner dial. So am I being a good parent? Yeah, I'm going to be a good parent. I should be because that's my fucking standard. Am I being a good partner, which is like the best friend dial? Hey, am I actually listening to Jesse because I want to hear what's going on her because I actually give a shit about her? Or am I just trying to think if I put in 15 minutes down here listening to her bullshit day, she'll give me 15 minutes of whatever I want. And so it becomes transactional. Guys like, I don't want transactional. I don't want her to lay there to quote our good buddy Gary again. I don't want vaginal masturbation. Mm. Well, don't give her fucking transactional conversation. Lean in. Tell me more. What happened? I want to know about this. People can tell if you fucking give a shit or not. And so all I'm telling guys is, why don't you just give a shit about your wife and what she cares about? Maybe she'll start to give a shit about you and what you care about. It's called giver energy. And it's my standard. The third thing that I uh, that a lot of guys fuck up is they're broke. If you're an American, you're broke. It's, it's absolutely unacceptable. Do entrepreneurs go up and down with their cash flow? Of course, dude. But there, we're, we're, if you cash flow is low, if you're an entrepreneur that I know, like me, you're going, what the fuck is going on? And you're doing everything you can to get your bread up. Yep. Why? Because being broke means you're weak as shit. And that's fucking never been attractive to anybody. Nobody want, girls don't want to stay in cloth seats forever. Be going somewhere, dude. The fourth thing and the fifth thing or the fourth, fifth out or where how you turn it around and it's the player dial, which means you're still in shape. You still smell good. You brush your fucking teeth. You take her on a date just the same way you were dating her and, and, and actually be become a lady man, meaning know what your lady wants and how you can operate in a way that causes her to be attracted to you. Mm. And then the fifth way is stand in your power. Don't do stuff for validation. I don't fucking lift weights. So Jesse goes, wow. I do lift, I lift weight because I want to be a savage motherfucker that in any room I walk into, they go, well, there's a dude that could probably fuck someone up. So it's, it's the whole energy. These aren't bad actions. It's just the attitude is so fucking pussified that they're like, oh, she, she didn't get it. So when you live by this standard, anybody listen, when you live by this standard, if your wife is not putting out, for a long enough time, you can start to say, hey, I just want you to, whoa, 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 time out here. <laughs> I will never be in a sexless relationship. So you don't have to have sex with me. I just want you to know you don't get to be with me. Because the same way I signed up for this fucking cell phone contract and said, I will pay the bill. 
and I will be able to call. I will be able to text and I will be able to think you can't go. If these people call, I don't know who I'm with one Verizon. If they go, you know what? We're done with texting. You no longer get to text anymore. See you later, motherfucker. That's not the deal we fucking signed up <laughs> with. And, and if a guy actually holds that standard and will go to the end of the fucking cliff and go, I just want you to know I'm jumping off. I don't want to, but I will not be in a sexist relationship because that's below my standard. And you know it's below yours. But if you don't want to live up that standard, you don't have to. You just don't get to be on fucking Team Yaki. I'm jumping. You can come with me. And a lot of times a woman has to see a man willing to do this mm. for her to go. That's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, I actually do want to get into my feminine and suck this guy's dick. This is the whole energy about it. Uh, I, I went off a little bit there, but I think we hit the points. Yeah, dude. Amazing. I mean, I think that this is exactly what people need to hear. The problem is everything has kind of been, you're right, it's nerfed. People nerf their words. They nerf their fucking energy. Guys are, you know, you, the one thing I want to point out, man, is like, if you're listening to this, you can't jump to the to that conversation if you're not willing to turn the five, the other four dials, right? Like, or the other five dials. I think that's what guys do. Like, fuck it, I'll just go cheat on you with somebody else, but they're not in shape. They're not successful. They're not communicating. They're not being great dads. So it seems like to me, man, it's like um, when you look around, you see guys that may be turning one of those dials halfway yeah. and forgetting about the other ones. And then still, I don't know, man, like this extended childhood shit where guys are still behaving like little boys and their wife is their mommy instead of showing up like a man. Yeah. Yeah. We call it the mom matrix. Doing shit to get a cookie, a nookie, or a gold star. And if she doesn't a pat you on the back and tell you good job and boop on your nose, you start acting like a pouty little bitch. And then you ask for sex and then she says no. Or she says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And then you just go, I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, how about start and go become the fucking most attractive version of you? And then let's start from there and see what happens. Yeah, that desperate energy doesn't work with women. No, dude, it's it doesn't even work with men. Yeah. When we see a guy that's just desperate to hang out with us and hopefully we can be his friend, we're like, what value do you add? Mm -hmm. That's little brother energy. That's just like, that's some bullshit. Dude. Yeah. Get out of here. Small dick energy. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that I, I feel like that you just, I mean, this is like a masterclass on how to get your head out of your ass inside of relationships, really. Right. And it's, you know, I talk about this a lot as well, man, because to me, it, I could have all the money in the world, but if my relationship's not on point, it, it's a really lonely place to be, which is where, you know, we were when we were running around doing our thing, even though that's fun and you're, you know, dating hot chicks, which, you know, I've never had a problem with either. It's still not the same as being insanely connected to one woman that loves the shit out of you, that looks at you like Leonidas from fucking 300 and is willing to do whatever. And I, and I think it's amazing what you're doing, dude, because I know for sure. I mean, I was the coach inside a warrior. I'm not going to name names or anything. Right. But at the end of the day, we saw a lot of guys that were not getting laid. A good yeah. percentage of those guys were coming in there having no sex for years on end. Yeah. So let me play devil's advocate one more time. What advice would you give some, uh, maybe there's a guy listening to this. It's like, dude, I've done, I've, I've do all of this. I'm, I'm in shape. My money's right. I'm, I'm showing her attention, but the wife, still shutting him down. Is that when you just tell the guy, listen, man, then you're just going to have to move up, right? At the end of the day, it's your choice to stay in that place and be miserable or, or move on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I always say that 95, it's 
any relationship issue, especially when it comes to sex or not having sex within a relationship is 95% the guy's fault. And that is that she, you've showed up in such a way that she's lost attraction for you. Mm. The punchline is attraction. It doesn't by biceps and abs aren't the only thing that are attractive. It's energy. It's who you are. It's what you stand for. It's it's the depths you're willing to go to get what you want. All these things. And attraction just means someone's leaning in. Repelling means somebody's leaning out. All right. So, but if you become like you dial, we call it becoming the provocateur. When you dial up all these five, you become a provocateur, a man that provokes his wife to lust after him. Mm. You become this. And she wants nothing to do with this new version of you then it's 100% your fault if you're going to settle and let somebody who doesn't love you ride shotgun in your life. You're the dumbest motherfucker ever if you're going to allow that to happen because here's the real truth of the matter is what we've discovered, Jesse and I, is that sex gets better the longer you're together and that honeymoon sex is for the minor leaguers. For sure. Because that connection, that soul level connection, you can go into so many different places with each other. And and Jesse and I, we're so tight. We're like best friends. We go to a bar to each other. I talk. I can talk more shit with her than I can even my best friend Garrett. Yeah, dude. Because well, Jesse's got game like nobody's fucking. We got game. We know what this <laughs> is about. So we can talk this shit. And 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 my wife wants me to be a fucking manly man and some and and cuz she wants to get into her feminine it's an energy that they're craving so if the guy becomes this dude and he go and she's just like i don't like this new you and i i don't you know if if he knows he's a thing this is why our course is 90 days cuz we got to clean your side of the street up and usually we got to get rid of that take her fucking energy mm. and we always say become the most attractive version of you for you not for her another statement we say a lot is is um, her response does not dictate our standard. Her response only dictates how long I'll put up with her living below my standard. Mm. Dude, you got to be a badass motherfucker to say, hey, you're not living up to my standard. But that's the only dude that's going to be getting laid like a rock star because he has such a high fucking standard that his wife wants to do this. So if he becomes this guy, then he now gets to say, hey, Unless there's some medical issue. I'm not saying to be a total fucking dickhead. Yeah. But I, and we even have guys that go through here. We go, hey, listen, let's give your wife some grace. And she probably has some PTSD from you being a total fucking dickhead for a long time. <laughs> so let give her some time to acclimate to this new you. And you become this guy. But it, it, at, at some point, if you're not willing to leave a bad situation, what it, what's the old saying? Whatever you don't change, you choose. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, dude. Amazing. I, I tell these guys, even these young guys, if you took 25% of the energy that you put into trying to become successful and you just applied that to your relationship, you'd be amazed at how much better things would get. Right. Because a lot of the guys that I work with, I'm, I'm in the fitness space still. And so you, you get a lot of guys that are in great shape. So they have this one dial cranked all the fucking way up. Yeah. But then these other areas, they're completely dropping the ball. So, man, personally, I think th th this has been amazing. One more thing, Keith, before you're out of here. There's a lot of people that have, like, good relationships, right? Yeah. But it's like the relationship where they get the special good loving on their birthday and holidays and vacations, right? Yeah. So outside of what, what you've kind of mentioned already, 
what are what are some ways these guys, some little things, like some, I don't want to say tricks, but some tactics that they could put into play to take it from good to, you know, rock star, amazing, consistent, the best yeah. sex of their lives. Yeah, we, we call that anal on a Tuesday. For <laughs> <laughs> guys just want anal on a Tuesday. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Because um, it here's what it really is, is when you become this guy, that lives by a standard and ultimately like the, the, the highest standard you can ever live by is do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it without fault. Like that is what allows a lady to trust you. And when a lady trusts you, when the trust goes up, the lust goes up. That will always be true. And, and when the trust goes down, the lust goes down. So most women can't lean into this guy and and want to say yes to these things that he's wanting to, you know, really spice things up because she doesn't trust the motherfucker. Mm. And she's like, and when somebody doesn't trust somebody because they don't do their word, what they actually feel like is not very, they don't feel like a priority. And whenever you don't feel like a priority to somebody, it, unless you really fucking emotionally wounded, you're not going to go out of your way to help or do or give that person something that they want. And so what happens is when you become this standard and you really, truly live by your word, you stand in your power, you're not doing it for validation, you're not doing it for her, but it's because you're a standard, then that unlocks a man to be able to ask for what he wants. This is the hardest thing for a man to get to a point where he can ask for what he wants. And when I tell people that Jesse and I tell each other our sexual fantasies because we want to fulfill them for each other, people are like, oh, oh, okay, oh, they, they can't even imagine that that, dude, this is my best friend in the world, Jesse motherfucking Joy, dude. I love this lady more than any. You think I want her going to the grave without experiencing her fucking fantasies? What a dickhead. <laughs> of course I wanted to experience her fantasies. Dude, that's what yeah. life's about. It's the dream. It's the fantasy. It's the let's chase something together. This is fucking cool, man. And she wants it for me. But be, because I live at a standard, she can trust me. We live this certain way. And I can ask for what I want. And I'm not afraid to ask for what I want. I don't have to have a reason for what I want. If I can say, hey, you know, it'd be really fun. And for, for, for me to fuck you with my toe, I don't know why that sounds good to me. I would never do that. That's not a fetish of mine. But and her be like, let's fucking toe fuck. Okay. I never thought that. But yeah, if I really wanted that, isn't your person the person you would want to ask it from? But a lot of guys are afraid to ask for what because they don't feel worthy to ask for what they want because they truly haven't lived by a standard and they don't know what it's like to actually live by a standard. And so the, the, that's really getting somebody to be able to ask for what they really want takes a tremendous amount of fucking balls from woman to and man. Yeah. And being comfortable with saying, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm, I live by the way I live and, and uh, I think I'm worthy of asking for what I want. That to me is the ultimate. And that's that's where Jesse and I have gotten and we continue to push. And what do you want? I don't know. Tell me. You what do you want? Well, I'm embarrassed. You don't gotta be embarrassed in front of me. I'm your best fucking friend. I'll never judge you for what you want. Tell me what you want. I don't even know why you want it. I don't care why you want it. You just said you want it, you want it. Mm. We don't even know why we want the shit we want, dude. True. We just I mean, how many people like leather seeds better than cloth? Fucking everybody. Why? It's just better. <laughs> I don't know, it's just fucking better. So I hope that answered it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 
it's the same way that Bree and I are, man. Like we've been together for 14 years and it gets better all the time, but we do a daily huddle. She, I'm a communicator. She's a little bit more on the quiet side. So guys, you got to understand that it that's up to you then to ask questions, not just yeah. to be like, Oh, Bree's quiet. So I can just do whatever I want, you yeah. know? And, and what you brought up discussing that shit, we started doing that right after we got engaged. So as soon as I made her feel secure and she could trust me, then everything opened up for us, right? So it just become better and better. I mean, shit, we were just at the strip club together this past Saturday, right? Yeah. Just so just doing fun shit. And same thing, man. I'm so happy to hear that you, you know, you and Jesse are best friends because, dude, you you can't buy that shit. You have to earn it. You either earn it or you don't earn it. And it's so cool to me. That's why I wanted to have you on, dude, because I, you know, I watch your stuff and I know you're close with Garrett, but I'm like, man, like this guy obviously has some stuff to share. And sometimes people need to hear it from a different voice in yeah. a different situation. And I wish guys could understand how fulfilling it is to have a partnership like that, where you can be honest, right? Where I'm like, yo, we live in Miami dog. Like there's Latin women everywhere here. And she'll send me pictures of like, yo, check this chick out. Or wow. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what's better than this? And people yeah. will be, be around us and go like, that's the example of the relationship I want. And I'm like, then go create it, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Go create it. Yes. Do I think Brie is one in a trillion? Yes, I do. I do. But there's also plenty of other amazing people in the world. And I think, dude, just what you're saying is so powerful, so important that I think some of these guys are going to need to listen to this shit again, take notes or, you know, go listen to married game. Like, even if you guys aren't married, you can pick up, dude, you guys get the, it's like figuring out the cheat code, like contra cheat code to sex and life by listening to this guy. Because it fucking works. Like, if you guys notice, I, I'm not usually quiet, Keith. I was quiet because I'm listening and going like, dude, there's I don't need to say shit else right now. This is where this is. This is so powerful and so important for yeah. guys to understand, because, you know, and I know both. There's so many dudes that are silently suffering through the relationships because they don't know what to say or they go into that desperate. I call it like dick tuck champion energy where they're tucking their dicks and they don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing. And it's like, man. You got to lead, right? At the end of the day, that's what we're here for is to be leaders. That doesn't mean telling your wife what to do or following her around or putting your thumb on her. To me, it's like, just be the fucking man. Show up, be vulnerable, be honest. All the yeah. things that Keith said. So I'm just kind of like regurgitating this shit, but I believe everything that you said, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. 98% of the shit applies to single guys too. Everything we talk about. And um and dude, you know what's funny about our podcast, and I think you can appreciate this. A lot of guys do comment this. Like Jesse and I sometimes will have full-on discussions about, you know, I kind of I don't really like this. And well, let's talk about it. And we and then sometimes it gets a little like eh, <laughs> I don't know. But we'd rather we want people to know that you can have the best marriage on planet Earth and still disagree about shit and work through shit and be like, uh, let's table that. I'm not ready for that one. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that one. I'll get back to you. Let me think about it, that type of stuff. Yeah, hey, I got a question for you, though. Actually, no, I, well, I do. But the question is this. I, I'm on a mission, man. Like, I genuinely, this isn't, I don't care about how many followers on hand. I don't give a fuck about any vanity metric whatsoever. I just want to talk to more dudes that need my help so we can set them the fuck free. If you know of any other podcast. My ask is if you know of any other guys that have groups of dudes that could that could benefit from this message, if you could put me in touch with them, not for me. Of course. I, I'm good, dude. I'm fucking great. It's for them. And I, I really, I've been, 
really conscious of asking people that have had me on their podcast, because we know as podcasters, we know other podcasters for one reason, not so I can do anything other than help. I, I just, I, I'm hell bent on helping dudes figure this out. Cause what you and I have figured out in our marriage, if you don't know this, your marriage, you, you feel like you're in hell on earth, but once you figure this out and you walk in it, it becomes heaven on earth. It's the closest thing to heaven I've ever experienced, man. I agree, man. You know what? I was so fortunate to be able to, you know, I bugged Garrett to the point where I was the head coach at Warrior. And at the time I wasn't married and didn't have kids. Nice. I, I feel I feel so fortunate. And the reason I bring it up is that the reason my marriage is so great. I got married late. I was 37. Is because I got to watch and learn from all these guys go through that process that weren't in a good place, that did make mistakes. And that's what Keith is trying to share with you guys. What I try to share with you. It's learn from our mistakes. Take yeah. what he's saying today and apply it. And dude, of course, I'll connect you to everybody in my network because number one, I wouldn't have had you on if I didn't think you were cool as fuck. Number yeah. two, you know, like you said, I respect the fuck out of Garrett. And if you're, you know, proximity, right? You're Garrett's homeboy, then there's no issue whatsoever. So yeah, I would be honored to be able to do that. And and hopefully everybody listening, man. Uh, not only appreciated this, but hopefully you guys are taking this shit to heart so you can improve yourself, your relationships, your lives. And then in turn, your business is not the other way around, right? Because if you're in a happy marriage and you're a happy guy and you're a fit dude, man, business gets a lot easier, bro. So man, I, I appreciate you so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, honored to have you on here. And I know this was super valuable. So thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, if anybody wants to find out more, they can go to marriedgame.com or they can go to the Married Game podcast and we'll fuck can point him in the right direction, man. Let's go.